It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yes, indeed, we do like that, Kirk. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Redskins. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hicks. And that is how we're going to start a lot of these shows. From now on, I'm going to try to go with a new quote or a new kind of phrase or something from Redskins player or GM or coach. I think that's just a fun way to start shows now. So I'm going to start going towards that. And of course, we have to start with Kirk Cousins and you like that because that is the most quotable one of all time. So we are joined today with one of my best friends here in the community, Don Ray Marinas of the Cowboys Wire. How's it going, Don Ray? I'm doing great. How are you, Zach? Yeah, I mean, I'm great. I love having you on. And, you know, you are actually the first guest to appear on here more than once. How do you feel about that? Pretty honored, man. That's awesome. Especially, like, the list of other, like, awesome dudes you've had on here. Pretty special. Oh, yeah, man. You are definitely special. And we love having Cowboys fans on here. So we are actually going to do something very fun today since we have a Cowboys fan on here. We're going to do Redskins fans mailbag questions with a Cowboys fan on here. So it's going to be really interesting see Don Ray's knowledge of the Redskins and, and knowledge of even like what people ask me on Redskins Twitter. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Steven Robinson at Robo underscore Reuters asks, is your hatred of kickers also shared with punters? Now, before we jump into this, because this is definitely directed at me and my hatred of kickers, John Ray, what's your opinion or your take on the kicker position in the NFL? I think it's a good position. I mean, you need them. I've heard of people like, you know, just get rid of kickers in general, but yeah. then it's... I don't know, it just has that extra element of the game, because if you're always going for two points, there's also field goals and all that stuff. It sucks to lose on a, on a missed field goal, but it's also pretty sweet going off a field goal, too. So I think, it, I think it's pretty balanced. I would agree, but I just, I don't know, I hate kickers. I really think... They're just, they're just all head cases. There's no skill to position. You can just bring a Oh, yeah, they're, a, they're absolute weirdos. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hate the position. I really think football could be better without it. I've always told people if I was a coach, I would just not have a kicker on my roster. And I, I would have a punter. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would never have a kicker. Uh, I would be like that Pennsylvania coach in high school that went forward on every fourth down. Have you ever heard about that guy? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that would be me. I would never have a kicker on my roster. So, what do you think my response is going to be? This? Do you think I value punters more than kickers, or the same? Probably, probably the same. Actually, no. I actually do value punters a little bit more because I think punters okay. are. Yeah, I think punters are necessary because if you have a fourth and twelve in your own territory, I'm not advocating go for it. But if you have like a fourth and ten on like the twenty yard line going in, just go for it. Who cares? You don't need a stupid kicker. So that's my take on that. Um, I love that question just because again. Any time to rant about how stupid kickers are, I will gladly do it. And you guys know that every question I get about kickers, I gladly rant about kickers. But the same guy, uh, Steven Robinson, asked another question. He asked, on a serious note, which player is the next six games most important to? So, Don, you can answer this for the Cowboys or the Redskins. These next six games of the season, which player is these next six games more important to? I think for the Redskins, the most important player is Josh Dotson. Hmm. I like it. Because I think I think Kirk is consistent. I think Kirk knows how to run the offense. He just needs some consistent playmakers around him. And I've seen Dotson kind of like start blipping up on the radar, and he's starting to break out here and there. But if Dotson can establish himself as that pure, true number one guy, I think that's the big thing that Kirk is missing right now. 
I like it. I like it. So my guy who I'm going to save the Redskins, I know the obvious answer for this was going to be Kirk Cousins. I feel like that's where this guy was going with the question. Yeah. I'm going to go with Bashad Breeland, though, because he's been a good corner his whole career. He has been a lockdown corner. But this year, he is a restricted free agent after the year. The Redskins have some good young players behind him in Quentin Dunbar, Fabian Moreau. And Breeland's yep. one big problem is... Moreau. Yeah, Moreau's, Moreau's a really good player. I know we both really liked him out of college. But... Breland's big problem has not been locking down receivers. His big problem has been making plays. So these next six games, if he can create some turnovers and make some plays and prove that he belongs in this roster, he can stick around. But if he doesn't do that, they have young guys who can shut down receivers. They have young guys who can do that. And I'm really interested to see how Breland plays the next couple of games because they're going to be really important to see if he is on this team next year or not. All right, the next question we have on here is from PDC1019. He's at PDC1010. He asked us to rank our top six 2018 quarterback prospects. So, Donray, the floor is yours. Rank your top six. All right, my top six. Actually, uh, I did my rankings last night for this. Very preliminary. I haven't watched too much tape. It's pretty much just what I've seen throughout the college season. Very preliminary. So, number one, I got Lamar Jackson. One, for me, big thing with quarterbacks is age. And Lamar Jackson is 97 birthday, so he's one of the younger ones out there. And he's already a two-time Heisman Trophy candidate. I think it's complete nonsense if anyone says that he should be a wide receiver. <laughs> I think he's going to be a pro quarterback. I think he's going to be just fine. Get him the right coaching. Get a coach that knows how to utilize his skill set. And I think he's going to be a star. Number two, uh, I've got, I'm have got. i going back and forth between Mayfield and Rosen. Number four, if he comes out, I got Sam Darnold. And then rounding it out, I got Will Greer and Josh Allen. I like it. I like it. So if you guys really want to see me go in-depth on this question here, go check out the Breaking the Draft podcast I did with John Valencia and Mark Jarvis last night. Really good podcast. Those guys are great to talk to. But overview of who I, how I kind of rank these guys is Josh Rosen alone is by himself at number one for me. Then I have Sam Darnold at number two. And then in that tier three class altogether, I have Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield together. For six, it's kind of a toss-up. I have a couple guys I really like. So Will Greer I really like, Austin Allen, Tanner Lee. A lot of guys I like there. But I'm not really a pure rankings guy anymore. I'm more of a tier-based guy. But that's kind of how that's kind of how I'd rank those guys right there. So that's kind of how I view the quarterback class. And again, if you want to see me go in more depth on that, go check out the Breaking the Draft podcast with Mark Jarvis and John Valencia. Because again, they did a great job. They broke it down better than I ever could on this podcast with a lot more time. So go check that out if you want to see. Next question we have here is from Burgundy and Gold at Jake underscore Ashworth three. I basically remembered his his tag now because he asks a question every week he asks are you as big of a baker mayfield guy as over half of redskins twitter is would you take him the first round at pick maybe 15 or so so don Ray, would you take mayfield at pick 15 i would based on two things one lamar jackson and josh rosen are both gone and two so is kirk cousins because yeah. if Kirk Cousins works it out, he signs a long-term deal in Washington, it's freaking anarchy to sign uh, to draft a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, of course, obviously. Uh, does, does any right. of Mayfield's off-field or his kind of antics on the field even, do they scare you whatsoever with him? Not at all. Not at all? You, you like the nut-grabbing and the, and the throwing, football, throwing a football at a defenseless player's head on the sidelines and, and all that well, stuff? Well, the, the throwing the football at defenseless players, that's a little much, but I mean... <laughs> The way that I figure is, if he were a linebacker or a safety acting like this, people would say, oh, he's he's just fiery, and he's aggressive, I like his style of play. But the fact that he's a quarterback, he's supposed to be the calm, poised, like, let's go rah-rah kind of guy, I think that's what's turning a lot of people off. Yeah, I get that, I get that. Have you seen his video of him getting arrested, though? Of course I have. <laughs> would, would you drop him for crying like a baby when he got tackled? 
Yeah, I think maybe that's why I have Josh Rosen ahead of him now. <laughs> that's a very good point. Nothing to do with height or anything like that, any kind of intangible <laughs> thing. No, Just... cried, cried like a baby when he got tackled. Cried like a baby and was unable to elude that tackle. That police officer lit him up, man. That yeah. <laughs> it was one heck of a tackle actually by that police officer. I gotta get his uh his age in there because that's a big thing for those linebackers. But <laughs> the next question we have here is from Tyler at Tedacious. He asked, "Do you think Gruden's GM experience in the AFL played a role in in the decision to not bring in a GM?" Scott McLuhan even noted Jay's ability to identify talent. So Donner, I don't know what your take would be on this, but have at it, my man. I'm sure that it had some part to it. I mean, I, I just can't imagine that it not coming up in the discussions whatsoever because it's one of those things where I think there's certain coaches that have also been the GMs, like Bill Belichick. I know uh, Bill Parcells like to do it too. So I'm, I'm sure it had something to do with it. I'm not sure if it's the complete driving force behind the decision, but I, I'm sure it played a part. Yeah, I'm sure it did too. I mean, I, again, I don't know everything behind the situation, but if the Redskins are truly devoted to Gruden as their coach, then I'm sure they let him have a hand in it. And I really do think they're devoted to him. I really do think they believe in him. That's why they let McVay go, because they believed in Gruden's ability to call plays. And I really do think that they believe in him as a coach. I don't think this is his last year, even if the Redskins were to, like, say, lose out. I really do think they believe in Jay Gruden. So I, I do think he plays a big part in the decision-making process, and I think Doug Williams and all those guys go to Jay Gruden. And that probably was a big reason why they were confident in not signing a GM. So John Blair at QB Coach Blair ask any chance that the Redskins keep Kirk Cousins? Donnery, do you think there's any chance? I think a lot of it has to do with uh, just what's what's the relationship that he's got with uh, front office right now. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about all the inner workings of what's going on with the Redskins. Personally, I think that they should. I mean, you need that consistency at quarterback because let's say if you get if you let Kirk walk. You're, you're completely throwing the dice on any of these first-round QBs. None of these QBs are guaranteed to be as good as Kirk. So, yeah, it's actually really good to hear, like, from a fan that's not, you know, like, here in D.C. watching the games and a big, like, not like a huge Redskins fan that's going to be biased against Kirk or for Kirk. It's good to hear from an outside source saying that Kirk is a good quarterback. Would you say Kirk is a top 12 quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, probably. Off the top of my head, probably, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, and this is another kind of question that goes with it. Say he was asking for $28 million a year even. Would you sign him to that? I think, yeah, I would. Because it's one of those situations where either you pay the $28 million or you start from the beginning and take your chances. Especially if I'm a GM. Because if I let Kirk walk and I draft a bust, I'm getting fired. Whereas if I keep Kirk, I know what I'm getting. And Kirk, I don't think Kirk has reached his peak yet. I think he's still growing. He's still a young QB. I believe he's under 30. Yeah, he is 28 years old, but he's only started for about three and a half years now. Yeah, he's still young in terms of like his actual uh, game experience. Uh, he's still under 30. There's still room for him to grow. There's still room for him to develop. He's still relearning how to work with all these new young receivers as well. And plus, with the cap going up, and in 2020, they're going to have a new CBA, I think $28 million won't be that much. Donray, I like how rational that thinking was, and I'm really glad I'm not talking to a Redskins fan about this, so thank you for that, convers- <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that conversation about that. Our, our last fun question that we're going to end this segment with is, Donray, my good friend at RyanABC on Twitter asked, what are three things that are sitting around you on your desk? I don't know if you have anything sitting there, but I know I have some three weird things here, so what do you, what do you got? I myself, my, my desk that has my computer on it has nothing else other than my laptop, the mouse, and all that stuff. The stuff that's near. I have a scented candle. I have, uh, see, my wedding ring. And what else is around here? A uh, bottle of water. Very nice. Very nice and very boring, actually. Let's see what I got around here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding, man. What I got around here, I have a Reed Doughty jersey. 
That's very cool. Reed Doughty jersey. An old Game Boy DS. An Avenged, Seven, Avenged Sevenfold self-titled album. And, ooh, some clothes that my ex-girlfriend bought me that she thought I would look nice in that I've left in the Target bag since I bought them. And they're sitting right behind my, my laptop. So that's, those are things I have sitting here. I, I really should return those clothes, by the way. Yeah, that's just money you're not having, man. I know, man. I, I, and I bought them, too. She picked them out. They were a lot of money. So I got to return that. But that, that's everything I have sitting on my desk right there. What, what game is in the DS? What game is in the DS? Let's see. I think it's my roommate's. It is Pokemon Omega Ruby. That's a good game. They, they are great, man. All right, guys, before we jump into the last part of this segment where we are going to break down some of the Redskins and Cowboys matchup for tomorrow night's game, I want to remind you guys to please follow me on Twitter at ZachHicks2 and at LockedOnRedskins. Interact with me as much as you can. I love interacting with you guys. And if you guys have any recommendations for future guests that you want to have on here, just message me, anyone that you want on here. If you want Barack Obama on here, message me and say, Bring Barack Obama on. I'll try my best to get him on. If you want Kirk Cousins on, I'll try my best to get him on. Just let me know via Twitter. Message me, and I will try to get back to you guys on that. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Don Ray, to jump into some actual Cowboys and Redskins talk instead of just talking about what's on our desk, let's talk about Dak Prescott and why he sucks right now. Is he a horrible quarterback, Don Ray? What's going on with Dak? I don't think he's a horrible quarterback. I just think he is a second-year quarterback that's starting to come down to earth. You, they essentially took away all of his weapons. Like, no Zeke, our offensive line's banged up. It's nowhere near as good as it was last year. We lost two starting players, and the other two are just simply not as good. It looks like Jason Witten's regressed, Dez is regressed, Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams. I think Scott Linehan keeps pounding the playbook to be the exact same as when we had Zeke, but it's just not working. And one of the things that I was thinking about earlier today, and I saw a couple of people talking about it on Twitter, I think he really misses Mark Sanchez. I think he really misses Mark Sanchez because Mark Sanchez was the guy that was kind of like helping him out like to understand how to break down film and how to adjust in game, that kind of stuff. And I think he, he's really, really missing Mark Sanchez. Hmm, that's interesting. As a person who doesn't really follow the team, I never would have thought that somebody anywhere would actually be missing Mark Sanchez. So that, that's actually a very interesting thing to hear right there. Yeah, because last year he credited Mark Sanchez a lot for helping him out and taking his time and like helping him out like on the bench like in between drives, helping him to say, oh, I saw this, keep an eye out for that, that kind of stuff. Interesting. Huh. Maybe maybe Sanchez has a career as a quarterback coach, something like that. That's actually really interesting to hear. I didn't, I didn't actually know anything about that. But I, I got to know, how, how is my boy Alfred doing this year filling in for Zeke? Alfred Morris has been actually really good. I think he's averaging over – definitely averaging over four. I want to say he's averaging about 4.5, 4.4 yards per carry. The problem is it's just no continuity. The game against Philly, we were finally having some success running the ball. He had like a, a couple big runs, and it's like third and two, and they run it the 
other way that they were running. Because before we were running to the right, getting success, and then they run it to the left, and he gets stopped. And I'm like, oh my god, this play calling is so bad. But I, I think honestly, like all things considered, Alfred Morris has completely gone above expectations. That's good. I, I mean, that that kind of sums up his career right there. I think always above expectations. Yeah. He's he's a very yeah. fun guy. You know what? I'm glad he's finding success, even if it is with the Cowboys, because that dude is a great dude. He did a lot of things for the community here in DC. So good for yeah. Alfred. My next question I have for you here is, is the loss of Tyron Smith, even though it was only for a couple games, is that bigger than losing Zeke? I want to say Tyron Smith, because not having Tyron Smith also hurts the run game, because on the left side, it's completely barren without Tyron Smith, because uh, Jonathan Cooper doesn't really know how to work with Chaz Green or Byron Bell, so they're struggling to find chemistry, and they struggle to communicate and understand their passes and all that stuff. So that causes more pressure for Dak, and it's the blind side, and then that causes him to get all jittery. And just it's a domino effect not having Tyron Smith. Without Zeke, I think we could probably make it work a little bit. Obviously, we won't be as effective running the ball, and we're definitely missing him uh, catching out of the backfield. I know we've definitely had less running back catches since he's been out. So, Des Bryant, just a couple years ago, was one of the top receivers in the NFL. Never was a great route runner, never had this elite speed or anything like that, but he could just go up there and bully, and he was excellent at it. Do you think... Mm-hmm. Dez's regression here is because of age, because of he's just not that good anymore, maybe he has no chemistry with Dak. Why is Dez not a top guy anymore in the NFL? I think there's two reasons. One, he does, the chemistry with Dak really needs to be improved upon, because a lot of people, I think, are really undervaluing the chemistry they have with Romo. Romo knew where to put it, exactly when, and he always put Dez in such a great position to win that back shoulder fit. Whereas he and Dez, like, if you watch it, like they're, they're just not on the same page. The ball is all over the place. There's no consistency in the ball placement, and they just keep forcing it, even though there's no no chemistry. And I don't understand why they're not running Des on more like slants, sluggos, digs, in routes, like different kind of routes. They run him on vertical routes almost half the time, and it's unbelievable to me. It feels like they're trying to play him like Larry Fitzgerald, but without the chemistry with Dak, it's just not working. You know, Marcus Mosher. Yes. Yep. Yeah, he put out a stat yesterday that according to PFF of Dez's 102 targets, only 60 of them were determined as catchable balls. And he has 52 catches on the year. So I think uh, a big part of what's going on with Dez is he just doesn't have that chemistry with Dak right now. It's going to be a big thing to watch for the game tomorrow night. Uh, Last question that that is regarding the players here. Anthony Brown was a bright spot for the Cowboys last year. He was a really good corner that came out of nowhere. What what has happened this year? I I think he's getting benched this week, isn't he? He did, actually. Um, Chidobe Awuzie yeah. is finally healthy. Woo-hoo! So they're going to start. Yeah, I know, right? Our guy. Chidobe! They're, they're starting Awuzie in his place. With Anthony Brown, I think one of the big problems is uh, confidence right now. He got burned a little bit in the, the start of the year, and I think it's kind of snowballed. And, you know, all the stuff that's going on with our defense, like losing Sean Lee, our pass rush has completely disappeared the last three games. I think he's just not in a good confidence space right now. Yeah, I completely get that. We actually have a guy like that, the same type of player on the Redskins. Brashad Breland's pretty much the same player. Very good corner, can yep. lock down guys. Not the greatest athlete ever, but he can lock down guys, but it all comes down to confidence. Once once Antonio Brown burned him in the first game last year, he was half the corner he was at all last year. This year with yeah. Norman locking down more guys and Breland doesn't need to be on island as much, Breland's been much, much more confident and much better. So I think it's just getting the confidence back for Brown. He'll be back to being a good corner. Well, the other thing that I, I think is missing from him is uh, Barry Church. Barry Church was our starting strong safety, and he moved to Jacksonville in the offseason. Uh, he was the one who was, uh, communicated all the calls and audibles to the secondary. 
I think he's missing that because it definitely looks like the communication isn't there in our secondary right now. It looks like they're all still learning how to play with each other. I gotcha, I gotcha. So before Donner and I jump into another question or two and then also some score prediction and some other player breakdowns here, I just want to remind you guys to go check out Locked on Redskins on iTunes. I love your guys' reviews, love everything like that. Really love reading them. Be a little nice though because I do read all of them, but guys, I really do appreciate the the rates, the subscribes, the reviews. Uh, it really is a big benefit here to the podcast. So if you guys do like my voice or like Donneray or anything else on here, please go to Locked on Redskins on iTunes, leave a review, and I appreciate all the reviews you guys put on there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So I got one more question for you here, Donnery, and I know I've asked kind of this question of you in the past, but not really to the severity of this kind of extent. If the Cowboys continue this downward slide that they're on, should they be looking for a new coach in the offseason? Should they fire Jason Garrett? Absolutely, and not just Jason Garrett, the entire coaching staff. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So I've heard rumors in the past. I, lo- I just like hearing this because it's funny to me. Jerry Jones uh, said he could come down and coach the bleep out of this team. Do you think Jerry Jones would be a good coach Jerry for this Logan. team? No, 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 I, no, no. Are you kidding me? He's, he's barely a general manager. <laughs> I just love when I heard that. I heard people talking about it. I want to see Jerry Jones coach the Cowboys. It'd be hilarious. But who who is your ideal pick for this team? My ideal pick for this team, right now, the guy that I would take, Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer or, or from L.A.? Aaron Cromer, he's a great offensive line coach. He's had such success in, recently in Buffalo and now in L.A. Uh, he's their offensive co- – no, he's their O-line coach. And I, he would do a great job here reestablishing our offensive line as one of the elite powers in the league. And I think everything else can trickle down from there. And LaFleur, because, well, I think he's a great quarterback coach. Recently he's developed Jared Goff, who looked like a complete bust last year. The year before that he worked with Matt Ryan. And before that he worked with – oh, I don't remember who – the other guy was beforehand, but it was, it was also a pretty decent quarterback. Was it RG3? Oh, was it Kirk? Was it, it might have been Kirk or RG3. I think he was over here with us for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It was, before Atlanta. Yeah, it was one of those guys. He helped develop Kirk Cousins. Those are three, like, very strong quarterbacks on your resume. They are. They're three quarterbacks that developed, too. It's not just three quarterbacks mm-hmm. that he kind of came to and were all these uber-talented guys that, you know, just needed some coaching. These were three guys that... You know, Goff came out of the gutter from last year. Matt Ryan was inconsistent his whole career and then became an MVP. And Kirk Cousins went from an inconsistent backup to a three-year starter with the statistical pace of Drew Brees throughout his career now. So it is a really good resume for LaFleur. Those two guys would be really good hires for the Cowboys. Now, before we jump into our score prediction here and we close off this podcast, we are going to pick one player from each of our teams who needs to have a big game. Not one player we think is going to have a big game. One player that we need to have a big game for our team to pull off a win. So, Don Ray, leave it to you. Which Cowboys player needs to have a big game for the Cowboys to pull off this win? I think it's a pretty obvious selection as that Dak Prescott. Simply put, we need more from him. Regardless of the situation, he's the quarterback, he's the face of America's team, he needs to step it up. And I think he knows it, too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He does need to step up. And, you know, it's not all on him, but, again, he is not playing very good football right now, and he does need to step up. My guy is... 
a guy who I'm going to kind of roll with my prediction I made two weeks ago. I made a prediction two weeks ago. I don't know if you heard, Donre, where I said, down this last stretch, if Samaj P. Ryan runs for over 90 yards in any of the Redskins' closing games, the Redskins will win every single one of those games. And at this point, I'm pretty confident Kirk Cousins being a consistent player every single game, consistent yeah. him putting up big numbers. So my thing is, I think the Redskins need P. Ryan to at least get over 70, 80 yards against this Cowboys front and maybe pound one into the end zone because P. Ryan and establishing the run game is so big for Kirk Cousins in the offense. So P. Ryan's my one player who needs to continue his hot streak he is on if the Redskins offense needs to get go- if, if the Redskins offense can keep going against this Cowboys team. So you're saying I should pick him up in fantasy. Oh, dude, I picked him up in fantasy like two weeks ago. Shoot, I'm going to look this up right now. <laughs> All right, well, Don Ray is looking up Samaj P. Ryan in fantasy. I got to ask real quick, man, what is your score prediction for this game? Redskins way more than Dallas. Come on, you gotta have an actual score prediction. I gotta be able to uh, say I'm right. 31-12. 31-12, I like it, man. That is a big differential. Yeah. Uh, it's in Dallas, isn't it? Yeah. So in Dallas, Donnery has the so, Redskins. So are the last three games. Oh, man. So are the last two games. Oh, man. So Donnery has the Redskins beating the Cowboys in Dallas 31-12. I'm gonna be a little nicer to the Cowboys. I think the Redskins beat them 28-20 in Dallas. I think the Redskins are a good team, but they have not shown this year the ability to blow out and pull away from a team. So 28-20 to 20 is my final score prediction. All right, that is all we have for today's pod. Thank you again for coming on, Don Ray. It's always a pleasure having you on and talking about... Thanks for having me, man. Always, always a blast. Yeah, it's always a blast, man. Talking about all this crazy stuff and, you know, getting some good Cowboys perspective and having a good, nice Cowboys guy on here. you have any uh, last words before we, we say goodnight? No, just thanks for having me. If uh, anybody is interested in checking me out, I'm at Donnery Marinas at, on Twitter, D-O-N-R-E-Y-M-A-R-I-N-A-S. Come come talk with me. I'll, I'll love talking to anybody, and I'm, I promise you I won't be disrespectful. Yeah, he promises, guys. He is one of the nicest dudes on there, especially for a Cowboys fan, so go talk to Don Ray. That is all we have again for today's show, so be sure to tune in tomorrow as we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Redskins and Cowboys game. Hopefully it's all good, no bad, and no ugly. So be sure to tune in tomorrow, and hail to the Redskins tomorrow night, and hopefully they can beat Dallas. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.